Hi everyone, my name is Jordi Mueller and welcome to Empower Women series of the month of March. And um, I do have to give a little preview of this particular episode. This is very personal for me in this particular month. Uh, we're going to be dealing with a topic that most of the people listening um, will probably have a... A personal related story in their family, so just be prepared for that. Uh, today we're very lucky to have uh, Carla Kale. Uh, Carla Kale is a dementia friend, and what that means is there's an organization that helps uh, businesses and communities to be a little more in tune with how to deal with people with dementia in your own home, in your own community, in your workspace, etc. cetera. Um, Carla, how are you doing today? I'm great. Nice and, to see you, Jordi. And I want to say, uh, Carla is a daughter of a parent that had dementia or has dementia. Um, she's also a CDP, which is a certified dementia practitioner. She is as well the director of community relations for artists in Lexington. And most importantly, she's a volunteer dementia friend champion. Um, I started this podcast by saying this is a very personal topic for myself because within my family, uh, we definitely face the consequences of having somebody with dementia. And in my particular case was with Alzheimer for around nine years. And this is in Mexico. Um, and when it hit us that that was what's happening, and obviously it can never be confirmed until you pass away, um, nobody was ready to deal with it. And that just caused a lot of stress within the family and became not a very um, happy place in the last few years of, of her life. Um, I, I want to talk about what brought you to be a dementia friend champion, because just from reading your bio, I'm assuming it's a relationship that you have with a parent. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. This is this is um, an an honor, and I'm happy to, you know, help really just in a friendly way help to educate people as much as I'm able to. Um, not being a clinician, not being I'm not a social worker, I'm not a clinician. There are lots of things I can't answer, but as a citizen, and as a daughter, and as a um, an employee of a place that specializes in dementia care, I have learned so much in these last few years. Um, my mother's 81. She is extraordinary. She's wonderful. I adore her. And, um, and, and as you know, as a grandson, one observes over time how someone with dementia might behave, might not behave, might uh, try to mask their uh, failures of understanding. Um, and, you know, I heard something recently that was just wonderful. Um, the, uh, the idea that, you know, if you've met one dementia, person with dementia, you've met one person with dementia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to come back to that kind because mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. I was telling the intro, um, I, I wanted to compliment it by saying, and, make, and even though I lived it, I am so ignorant in how to deal with it, even though I, we lived it as a family for nine years. And, and that's why I think it's important that you're here today. So, so one of the things I want to start by saying, Jordi, and I know we don't have all day here, but <laughs> <laughs> Dementia Friends is a movement of which I am, I am a small part. I am a, I, am a, I am a volunteer for the Massachusetts chapter. But this is a global movement. We are in 48 countries, including Mexico, you may want yeah. to know, okay? Um, Dominican Republic, Bangladesh, Canada, Cuba, Hong Kong, Greece, Zambia. Uh, as of this morning, I believe there were just under 5,800 uh, dementia friends in Massachusetts. And the session, you know, for the Empower Women series resulted in my giving 
pins to each, or buttons to each mm -hmm. uh, person who completed that training, and the button says dementia friend. And essentially, you know, we learn two things in this session. We learn what is dementia, first of all. Mm -hmm. It is, we also learn how to successfully interact with someone who has dementia. Yeah. Um, what is, the, the, the purpose of Dementia Friends overall is to increase awareness and increase empathy mm -hmm. so that we are less judgmental, so that we have some tools, and so that we uh, know what, you know, how to, as you say, just, just um, be more in tune with. That was yeah. a great way to say it. Uh, be more in tune with what dementia is. And these are still, you know, the. People with yeah. dementia are still yeah. people, and yeah. uh, and and so anyway, so so one of the things that let me see. No, that's okay. And and what I wanted to add to that conversation is, and I people that listen to this podcast, they 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 know that I bring this particular aspect all the time. But this is one more area in our lives that the more aware you become. The better you're able to live with it, and the and the better the better the more the more you know before it becomes a personal issue for you, yeah. the better. So yeah. you were hinting perhaps that if you had if you and your family had been a more been a little more aware of dementia before it affected your grandmother, yeah, you one might have been able to help her even more, yeah, or to uh, you know interact with her even more. For example, so just just to get this out of the way, what is dementia? So dementia is not a specific disease. It's an umbrella term that covers many symptoms. These include memory loss, changes in other thinking skills, and um, dementia is not a disease in itself. Dementia is caused by a variety of brain diseases, mm -hmm. the most common of which is, of course, Alzheimer's. Yeah. There is also frontotemporal dementia, vascular dementia, Lewy bodies dementia, dementia with Lewy bodies. So in general, we also know that dementia gets worse over time and we have no cure. Yeah, and I wanted to mention that it, uh, as society, we, we have been able to extend, uh, I guess, our lifespan Uh, dramatically, I would say dramatically, the last 40, 50 years. Um, this is one of those aspects in science that from my own research, we're still learning so much because the body itself has able to stay alive for a while. We have not learned enough of how the brain acts in those later stages in life, which, and I also want to give this caveat, not, not only older people get dementia, but that's the majority of people that get the natural transition to dementia or the different types of dementia. Um, and that is why I think everybody should be aware of what could happen because most likely it will happen in some variation. Most likely we will all know and encounter and work with or love, love someone who has dementia. Yeah. And so yes, the more we can know, and you're right, that age is the, one of the things we do know is that age is one of the chief determinants of someone be developing dementia. Okay. Um, so uh, because we have extended life yeah. through science and nutrition so greatly, our society is experiencing a tremendous surge yeah. in cases of dementia. I think something like one third of all adults who live to 90 will develop dementia. I believe that is a statistic that is reliable. Yeah. And we can actually now diagnose Alzheimer's before, before death. death, that has become a development. Um, in terms of, you know, this is all such a downer, right? Mm -hmm. There are some really good, there are some really 
there is some really good news. Um, no, there is no cure. However, the one thing we know, and I just learned this uh, from Dr. Forrester, uh, Dr. Brent Forrester, who's the chief of geriatric psychiatry at McLean Hospital here, um, uh, and is a leader in dementia research. He's actually going to be doing a presentation for us in June. Mm-hmm. Dr. Forrester was saying that um, you know the one determinant that we know, the one, the one preventive measure we can all take to delaying the onset, not preventing, but delaying the onset of Alzheimer's or any other dementia is exercise. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say. And don't. everybody wants to hear cupcakes. Like, really? I, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> exercise? Really? Darn it. <laughs> it's not dark chocolate. Yeah, oh, darn, I'm darn. in trouble, man. So there are um, many theories and, and approaches, but the one thing scientifically that we do know can delay the onset and can re- remediate the intensity is exercise. I want to talk a little bit about like the first signs, and, and I think this is something that that can really help families and people listen and start a conversation within their own household of how to approach this because because just the, like the majority of of um health complications that come with aging uh this is one that it's really easy to avoid until you cannot avoid it anymore mm-hmm. in in our own uh, family it happened the one day that my grandma went out just in her regular walk and i remember she went to church and she didn't come back at the right time and then she went to somewhere else looking for a store to pick up something Mm -hmm. and that store had been closed for like a lot of years like you're talking decades and but she was able to find a way home and finally she got home to dinner and she shared that story that she went to the store to find out if if something was ready i don't know if it was the shoes or some clothes or something and we all looked at her and I didn't know what the story was. My parents were like, what the hell just happened? And we treated it as aging. Mm-hmm. We didn't treat it as, a, as some kind of uh, a thing that we needed to pay attention to a little more careful. Um, is this common? This is absolutely common. This is a brilliant. I'm so glad you brought this up because the five key messages that dementia friends wants to spread across the globe. Mm-hmm. The, the first of those five key messages, Jordy, is dementia is not a normal part of aging. Yeah. Uh, dementia is caused by diseases of the brain, mm-hmm. is the second one. The third is dementia is not just about having memory problems. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. The fourth is it is possible to have a good quality of life with dementia. And the fifth, there's more to the person than the dementia. Yes. So uh, let's go to dementia is not just about having memory problems. Dementia, because it's caused by diseases of the brain, it touches and affects everyone's brain in a different way. It travels through the brain from different places to other places, first, second, third. So for some people mm-hmm. in our community at artists, uh, they are early in their, we call it disease progress, but they've already lost the power of speech. Whereas the person next to them has the ability to converse and uh, uh, appear frankly frankly like a visitor, not a resident, and uh, but has no idea uh, how to find, uh, how to pick up her fork anymore. Yeah. Right? And so we have to guide her on making sure this is a fork and this is, we can, we can help you with that. So it's, it's really extraordinary. So, so, so as I say, you've met one person with dementia and you've met one, one person, person with, with dementia. dementia. Something else Dr. Forrester says that I think is excellent. What is the difference between normal 
memory loss mm -hmm. and dementia. Yeah. And we can talk for hours about that, but one of the tiniest, most vivid uh, answers to that question I love, normal aging or normal memory loss is, oh my gosh, where are my keys? Right, Jordy, when's the last time you lost your keys, right? I mean, it happens. Dementia is you find your keys and you don't remember what they're for. Mm. Or you find your keys in the freezer. Or you don't find your keys because you, through the dementia, have lost the ability to retrace your steps. That is one of the early signs, the loss, losing the ability to retrace so, one step. And especially in short term, right? Yes. So, so I, 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 am, I definitely have read that in many places. Like they might remember very vividly memories from 10, 20 years ago, but like the last 24 hours might be really great exactly. in their head. And because, yeah. and because dementia is, because the brain diseases attack the outer parts of our mm -hmm. brain first, those many functions, those shorter term memories, what you ate for breakfast, what you did last week, what you did last year, are the first things to go. Yeah. Statistics, facts, these are the first things to go. The last things to go, the deepest part of the brain, the last things to go are feelings mm. and a sense of respect. And this is one of the key, key things that we learn in our dementia training at all mm. levels, that can, this, the person is still there. Yeah. Right. The person is still there. They may have lost a lot of abilities around keys and finding where are we home from church? Okay. Yes. What did I have for dinner last night? Like, oh, let's come. but yeah. the respect that you show your grandmother as you look into her eyes and express concern for where she's been after she gets back, mm. the love, the worry, she's taking all of that in. The hug you give her, the warmth, the smell of the soup that you've made because she's home now, and the. Uh, the dignity that is afforded to her by those around her yeah. is still there yeah. to the last days. Does yeah. that did that resonate oh for you? Oh my god! Yeah, and it, and it's true. Like because that's in our pers in our example in our own case in the one dimension person we had to uh, live with and 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 not like in a bad way. Like we had the experience to live with her. Um, she trusted us. And some of the time she didn't know what was happening. So the trust had to come from somewhere. And and I completely resonate with that. Um, I do have to say also that we I'm reading this this um, uh, one pager of the do's and don'ts for, don'ts for dementia care. And man, we did a lot of don'ts. <laughs> and, and and this is important. I think this is great. Like, like the idea of like, do you remember by like saying just the phrase do you remember mm -hmm. and what that triggers what that means for that entire communication back and forth like that person is already put in a position of like i don't know if i remember and it just it just creates this friction the other one is um don't have a conversation in a noisy place we in were a sometimes, noisy place yeah, yeah we were sometimes that noisy place uh -huh. right in, it was the dinner on a Latin family that you're asking something important <laughs> and the person is like trying to figure it out. It's like, we didn't think about it. We, sh I, we should have been trained better on it. You, you, you. And you only, I have a dear friend who says, never revisit past past oh. moments based on current evidence. So you, oh, did, you did your very best. You I did your very, very best. Yeah. Um, 
So what you're looking at is the do's and don'ts yeah. of dementia care. This is a wonderful one sheet that we give at artists to help families sort of revisit some of their habits, mm-hmm. right? We all do this. If I'm sitting down with you, Jordy, and I'm just making some conversation, I might say, oh my gosh, don't you remember? What, that was so funny the other day when we da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So rather than saying that to uh, someone with dementia, one might say, oh my gosh, I have got to tell you, it was so funny the other day when... Da, 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 da. And then, mom, you did this, and then you did that, and oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. This gives the person living with dementia the opportunity to join in with you in memory uh, as, as the memory uh, 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 you know, becomes vivid in her mind, or it allows her to continue staring blankly at you yeah. and listen along as you tell a story. Yeah. It does not feel like a quiz. Yeah. We want to avoid making people who are living with dementia feel like they're being quizzed by us. I have a question. Like, if you're if you're dealing in this situation and you suddenly are suspecting that there might be some dementia symptoms with somebody within your family, is it normal or is it the best approach to like start talking first to that individual or to bring somebody with some expertise to the table? I. What's your What would you suggest? I think I think it's an excellent question. Um, I'm not sure what a better expert would would uh, would what an expert would reply my first suggestion would be to go online to the alzheimer's association because and to call their 800 number um just to have a conversation sorry about that noise um the alzheimer's association the alzheimer's association 24 7 helpline let's say you just had kind of a an odd dinner with your mom. Somebody. Let's say you just you just came away feeling like what the heck was going on there? Mm-hmm. She pulled the keys out of the freezer. What is going on? Right? <laughs> right? Um, you can there there if you call 1-800-272-3900. Again, 1-800-272-3900. The Alzheimer's Association helpline is going to that that phone's going to get that phone call is going to get answered by somebody who isn't going to start sending you brochures or start you know pushing you to join support groups they're simply going to listen and give you some feedback and give you some guidance and it's private and anonymous and it's a huge help that i wish i had done uh you know earlier earlier that's a great tip so we'll definitely yeah, and we'll definitely put the information for the Alzheimer's Association in uh, the notes for this for everybody to to go to. Um, I do have a couple of questions uh, that I wanted just to like create a context to close the podcast because I think this <laughs> dementia is it's very personal to everybody listening. I, I know it. Um, the first one is okay. Now you do have you have you have the term in and and you've got through the whole process and yeah you have somebody with dementia in your home. Um, is what do you suggest as a family or what you have seen they start doing without involving the the dementia patient get educated all of them go to an alzheimer's association uh, uh go to the website and decide how much you want to know a lot of people in the family are going to remain in denial and there's only so much we can do. We can, as a friend of mine says, you can lead a horse to water and watch it die of dehydration. Yeah. So, um, but those who are interested, those who are willing, it sounds like your family was very interested and willing to learn more. There was definitely a mix, I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were five siblings in my parents' generation. 
And some would say, no, my my grandma wouldn't know the president's name anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I guess I guess some of the things that I learned at the Alzheimer's Association is this isn't going to get better. Yeah. And just as you learn a new normal of the keys in the freezer, mm-hmm. that new normal is going to change. Yeah. Not unlike with raising children. As soon as you learn where they are in their moment as a toddler, and you think, oh, good, this is where I'm going to start keeping the snacks because this is where they can find them and access. Mm-hmm. Nope, it all changes. So um, not to equate adults with toddlers, but dementia is progressive. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. It gets worse more slowly for some than for others. With yeah. younger onset Alzheimer's, it gets it tends to be much more precipitous, mm-hmm. much quicker. However, there are some in our community who are in their 70s and 80s, and it's moving much more quickly. For others, it's it's quite slow. Yeah. So I think remain open to the changes you're going to see. Um, get some help, get some support. Think about those in your network, whether it's your family, your friends, your church. Um, who do you know? Is it the kid down the street who can come and take a walk with your grandmother uh, to give you a break if you're the primary caregiver? Caregiver burnout is real. And, um, and you know, I think something like 30% of caregivers predecease the person they've been giving care to because partly of that burnout and exhaustion. People stop taking care of themselves and they only focus on the person with the dementia. And the better educated that caregiver can be, the better care they're gonna give them. So we run education groups all the time about how caregivers can provide the most supportive help for not only themselves, but the person they love. Awesome. I'm glad you mentioned the caregiver part here because it's a huge part of this entire um, challenge that we face. Um, the last one, it's um, I asked this to pretty much every guest, but the answers are completely different every time. <laughs> and and it, it should be. Um, a lot of the people listening, they want to they connect and, and they, they might be inspired. They might be motivated to do something. That first step just tends to be really hard to do. What do you think should be the first step they do if they are listening to this, like tomorrow? To I love lie. that question. What a great question. Make one small commitment or large commitment. Decide what you can do. This is actually part of the Dementia Friend Training. Decide what step you're going to take. Are you going to be more patient? with the person you know who has dementia? Are you going to be more understanding? Are you going to carry out a personal action such as volunteering for the Alzheimer's Association or volunteering at a local nursing home? Um, Are you going to get in touch and stay in touch with someone who you know is living with dementia and you've been avoiding them because you don't know how to interact with them, right? So decide what your small step is. There are lots of small steps at the DementiaFriendsMassachusetts.org website, and I would encourage people to do that. One of the things when I talk about uh, when I talk about um, being more patient, Jordy, one of the most extraordinary statistics that I have uh, that I wish I'd mentioned earlier hmm. is processing time for someone with dementia can take up to 20 seconds. So think about this. I've just asked your grandmother. Mm-hmm. For uh, to pass the sugar. 
one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four. I won't go all the way to 20. Now at 20, she registers what you've asked. Mm-hmm. And now she's passing you the sugar. How long? Think of the patience it takes to be a caregiver of someone who is so slowly processing information mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and get the support you need to get through that because, you know, unless you're going for sainthood, it's yeah. really hard to do it alone. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for, one, not just for being here, for like dedicating a lot of your time to this particular cause. I know there's a lot of people, uh, that, yes, the ones that come to the events, but that are in need of somebody pushing them uh, to just take that little nudge and uh, and do something about this particular uh, challenge that we face in our in everybody's households pretty much so thank you for doing that and, and dedicated a part of your life to it we really appreciate it here at lexington and uh and yeah thank you for being here today thank you Bert. um uh, i just want to give a shout out um there's a lot of people in the boston area doing a lot of work on this uh, i wanted to give a shout out to the mith lab they do a lot of uh, research on this particular issue and they are definitely uh, another extra resource for business owners that are trying to maybe um, uh, just host events or, or do stuff regarding this particular issue yes. so uh, just and, just do that and, and when you talk about business owners uh, dementia friends Massachusetts is really geared toward educating groups who are interacting with the public uh, the you know I trained recently the entire staff of the Lexington Community Center um, um, you know staffs of businesses uh, the library etc yeah. so anyway yeah. awesome yeah well thank you and, and the uh, MIT age lab is extraordinary yeah um, well this was the Empower Women series of March and uh, until next time my name is Jordi Mueller and I hope you have a good day thanks Lexington Wealth Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and it's not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wealth Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as the date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Well Management and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.